on, on a big day here on Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B. Tuesday, September 22nd. Glad you're in. What a show it's going to be. Lots to discuss. Some breaking news. Well, some breaking news about the network tonight or today. And we'll discuss that tonight. Paul uh, Nolan's here with the news. Mr. Nolan, how are you? I am well. Looks like we had an error loading on 6B. Facebook is at it again. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. Beat them uh, down. Yeah. Uh, Rick Emirati's here with sports. What's up, pal? Hey, Big D. We got live updates on the Lakers-Nuggets Game 3. We got a recap on last night's Monday Night Football upset in Vegas. And uh, LeBron got called out UFC-style earlier. Oh, <laughs> baby. Okay. And, um, yes, I love that story. God, I love that kid. It's so And um, Rick Delgado's here with What Even Is That on a Tuesday night. What's up, pal? Uh, morning. <laughs> morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about that since yesterday. It's like I'm having a mini stroke. Mo- morning. Mor- morning. George. Uh, George. Sunday morning. Oh. What's that? <laughs> Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Oh, God. <laughs> that was fun. What a disaster. Oof. The Botox all kicks in at once. I know. <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up in the what even is that? Uh, it's about the supreme nonsense we're going through. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, I see us live on our Facebook page uh, at LFS6B. Just refresh if you're having a problem. Of course, Facebook, you're always having a problem. As they try, well, whatever. We'll just move past that. So I got lots to get to. But obviously, most important involves, um, well, involves Real America's voice. Gee, if you could pull up cut 19, let's go to our now partner, I didn't even say friend. I could say partner. Uh, John Solomon and Just the News. Roll that. All right, folks. Some big news to tell you about here at Just the News. Today, we announced that we're getting into the television business. That's right. You heard me right. We're getting into the television business with a great partner, Real America's Voice, one of the fast-rising digital television networks in America. Uh, We're going to be their official news division, and we're going to create three shows a day under the Justin News brand. We're going to have one with our great White House correspondent, Kerry Sheffield, another with the one and only David Brody, great journalist here in Washington for a long, long time, trusted by many, many people. And at night, we're going to have a show with the former Missouri governor, the former Navy SEAL, and all-around great guy, Eric Greitens. Three exciting shows in a very uh, short time. Uh, you'll be able to watch these shows online at justthenews.com on the Real America's Video app on the fast-rising platform known as Pluto. That's where all our cable cutters are going to these days. And on many cable networks and uh, satellite networks around the country, including Dish Network. We're going to have more information on this, but stay tuned. An exciting expansion at our very young and exciting Just the News. So there's uh, John Solomon announcing it. There was a a bunch of press today. John Solomon on Just the News. Uh, I'll go there. Uh, Just the News launching TV initiative partnering with Real America's Voice. News outlet will provide news coverage, produce three daily news shows um, for the network. Just the News announces today it is getting into the television business, forging a strategic partnership with Real America's Voice to provide daily news content and original shows. For the digital news channel founded in 2018, Uh, Real America's Voice is owned by Performance One Media, a successful media solutions company that operates several successful digital content channels, including the popular Weather Nation. The two companies said the partnership is designed to expand their commitment to honest journalism and events-driven broadcasts while creating a clear distinction between news and opinion content. 
Uh, quote, in our commitment to delivering honest journalism, we are delighted to join forces with Real America's Voice to expand our reach of our online podcast and new TV content from Just the News. Uh, uh, John Solomon said, this is a match made in the cloud as our truth and news content can reach millions, a uh, million more Americans across a growing array of broadcast and streaming content channels. Howard Diamond, CEO of Performance One Media said, quote, our search for a first class news engine is over. And we're pleased to team up with Just the News to form a successful media partnership that creates a multiplying effect for our two companies. This network is a perfect platform for the Just the News shows, and their news is the most authentic journalism we've seen in a generation. We are thrilled to get started with John Solomon and his team. And as Mr. Solomon just said there in that clip, obviously they will have some new programming. And what he left out, and I'll point out, Mr. Solomon's being um, gracious to the other great hosts that they have, and they all are great. But what he left out of that video clip is that Mr. Solomon himself will be doing a Sunday morning, Sunday morning-esque show, like what we're unfortunately have to watch now, which is, you know, Chris Wallace and Meet the Depressed and Deface the Nation and all these other shows on Sunday morning. And I tweeted this morning, John Solomon doing a Sunday morning show is like dropping a Lamborghini in a parade of sputtering Yugos. So, <laughs> and um, that's about what it's like. So Mr. Solomon will be doing a Sunday morning show. And uh, as he said, there's other great shows. David Brody, great. Carrie Sheffield, great. Eric Greitens, great. And they will all be here on Real America's Voice, either daily or weekly. And, um, I mean, it's just a huge announcement. And when you think about the way people are taking in content, viewing content, where they're going to view it. And you look at the mainstream media today and how sick people are, regular Americans just sitting around the dinner table want to get their news and don't want to get lectured to, don't want to get yelled at, don't want to be told that they're systematically racist and everything else. This is where they're going, places like Real America's Voice. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you make a great point about not wanting to be yelled at, lectured to, but also, you know, feel like the life you're leading, you know, the common sense things that we've all come to know that that's not crazy, you know, like, oh, um, you know, feeling like your kids should be in school. That's not a that's not a problem. Yeah, loving, you know what I mean? Loving the country. Right. Like believing in the Constitution, the founding of the country, that it was, you know, that it's the greatest, most beneficent citizenry in the world and the most magnificent country in the world yeah, that's it, not that doesn't qualify you as a right winger right and also knowing the pledge of allegiance for real <laughs> well, yeah you know for so real complicated <laughs> that doesn't stop you from running you for know, president pe- no you no. know people are fed up with fox too they feel like fox is just this like controlled opposition almost i mean the other day when you hear them you know ginrich comes on he talks about soros and there's radio silence when you can't speak honestly about a guy as crazy as Soros and how influential he is in a real overthrow. And you see the woman getting told by like her directors, yeah. you can't talk about this. Right. You know that you have, you can't trust that network. This is where you can get your news. Yeah. There will be no, um, there'll be no problem talking about things here as we will. And as have, we have every night. I can tell you in seven months now that we've been on this network, I have never received a call ever to ask what I'm talking about, tell me what I'm talking nothing. 
I did have a black van with the Clintons license plate on it. <laughs> Drive by my house a couple times because of some of my reports. But it said HRC on the side of it. <laughs> God. Um, but no, I mean, it's a huge deal. So congratulations to, to Dr. Gina Loudon, to the Zen master, most of all, to Howard Diamond, the CEO, because I mean, they made it happen. And they were able to, and, and Justin News and John Solomon, I mean, it's just great. It's going to be great. So, and the new shows are going to roll out right away. I mean, David Bro. I mean, did you see David Brody interview the president? One of the better interviews, you know, you know why? I'll tell you, let me tell you why it was good. You know why? It was like Levin on Sunday night. Three million people watched Levin. You know why it was great? Number one, because he's great. But you know why he's great? It's because he asked a question. And then he gets the hell out of the way and he lets the president talk. He lets the person actually answer the question without chiming in, right. without breaking up, you know, the, the momentum of the answer or, or trying to play gotcha. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, oh, I can't wait for everybody to see me ask this question. So he actually listened? He actually listened. That's so novel. I, we I should know. try that. He doesn't, um, he's not huh? out to prove What's how that? smart he is because <laughs> he doesn't need to. We all know. <laughs> And uh, he's not playing gotcha politics, like Rick said. That's exactly right. And David Brody is the same way. And obviously, well, it's just a first-class operation. Yeah. So it's well, just like going to be said, great. All, and like you said, they're all great. And then there's us. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, whatever. It is what it is. How's, how, all you in Chicago, well, you're not, Chicago's not seeing us again tonight because the president... You know, maybe the president watched this show and said, you know, I better do my rallies at 8 o'clock so no one watches that. <laughs> so they're never on. Um, well, here's the president now. He's live right now in Pennsylvania. Can we dip in here, Gene, and let's see her, uh, what the president's talking about? She doesn't. We have an insurance policy. Now, that only means one thing. And we went through the insurance policy, and we caught them. So let's see what happens to these... Treasonous crooks, these terrible people, and they put our nation through turmoil. Yeah. But I just want to thank a lot of people who were very unfairly treated. You look at General Flynn. Look, he's still going through it. Can you believe it? I love but the sign. A lot of Peaceful people protesting. were unfairly treated yeah. by a bunch of treasonous, horrible people. And they used the intelligence agencies of our country to try and steal an election and to try and do a coup, when you think. I mean, who would ever think this country? But that's all you can say. I mean, some people would say, well, that's a conspiracy theory. No, just take a look at the records. Yeah. So I, I just, absolutely it's right. just a very exciting, for me, it's a very right, exciting good, thing. Well, he's absolutely right. And, and by the way, let me, not that the president needs me to tell him, but by the way, they're going to be on, they're coming after you again, more, more, with more offensive now. Uh, they're gonna, the impeachment number two is coming. Something's coming. Listen, this deep state is so desperate to protect its hide. I mean, there is so many guilty pleas on the way because if he gets elected, he's got all the time in the world to really uh, step by step unravel the entire uh, the ball of yarn that's all knotted up with evil, twisted, greedy bastards who have completely sold us out. Yeah, well, it's exciting I, times. What you said last night to me is something that we probably need to revisit. And that's a good point about A.G. Barr. There's no more principled man in this government, I believe, than A.G. Barr. But Paul made the point last night. Does that, does in some way, the fact that he is uh, work, against, work against himself almost, and that you're basically, your point last night was that he may be more, as he's unwinding this, 
Well, what the hell's your point? <laughs> well, my point is he is a man of integrity and honor, in my opinion. Wouldn't have come out of retirement and put, or, and put himself in this you know, hot water if he wasn't more interested in the sanctity of the you know, entire Department of Justice because it means so much to him, and he wants it to mean so much to the people of America. So I just think that he's, he's got to toe that line between showing that everything was so darn corrupt and— and we're starting over, or he's going to try to... But what's wrong with saying that? What's wrong with saying... What's wrong with actually bringing justice if there's justice needed to be brought? You could have killed the confidence of the American people and the yeah. justice system as a whole. I mean, just like with these deep staters are going to try to rig this election. I mean, if the election is rigged and messed with, we're a third world country. Is that what's happening here? That's what's going to happen to the confidence of the people. I think it's very similar... Uh, to his feeling on the entire uh, Justice Department. Well, the Democrats are certainly pushing and in some ways encouraging, as they have been encouraging, uh, chaos and uh, Banana Republic-style kind of um, yeah. things. See, and I think something to, to Paul's point is that the Democrats keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and again, they're not looking down the road. Well, what happens if we do this? What's going to rebound back on us? And I, I think that's where you talk about the integrity of the nation that he's trying to keep intact. That would be the old Harry Reid rule. All right, just getting started. Glad you're in. We'll dip into the president every now and then. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Glad you're here on a Tuesday. Social media, hang with us. So Redmond Breakaway Roping Finals in Redmond, Oregon, <laughs> the ladies. Amber Crawford, 8.20 seconds on on the three-head for the, the three-day average. And the Cascade Shootout, also in Redmond. All-around cowboy was Curtis Cassidy. You know what? They would get better ratings if these cowboys in Oregon were roping Antifa nuts. Yes, good idea. See, now, I imagine the ratings for that. I would watch that. I would Got so him in 6.2, and he yeah. cried in 6.3. <laughs> 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 you know, I swear to God, there's times I go home and I rewatch the show and I try to find things that I take out. <laughs> and then I, there's things I laugh out loud at myself. And I said, well, wh wh how did I miss that while we were doing it? I just sometimes I miss how funny things are on the show. I don't know, because I'm always thinking about what we're doing next. But, oh, man, a couple of funny things last night's show. Last night's show was great. So, I, I, re I really thought you were going to be debuting and Is This English with Rick trying to get through that rodeo report. <laughs> because. <laughs> well, no, so, Rick's, Rick's doing so great difficult. with the rodeo. Yeah, this is only my second rodeo, Big D. I'm working on it. No, on. you. Yeah, no. People like the rodeo news. People like the Cowboys. They like, well, no, they don't like your Cowboys, but they like no, Cowboys no. in general. They like the rodeo. Yeah. They like Americana. They like country music. Three chords in the truth, Damon. Nice. Um, hey, you and, know what? Maybe, uh, maybe. Uh, what, what's that game where you toss the uh, the the uh, bean bags? Cornhole. Cornhole. Oh, maybe yeah. Find the cornhole league. I found it already. <laughs> yeah. The International Cornhole League. I was yeah. going to do a report on that when it was slow, but <laughs> okay. I never made it. By the way, I played a lot of cornhole this summer, and we're pretty good. But we yeah. watched one of those tournaments. 
Oh my God! Yeah. They never miss. They, they miss. never miss. Never miss. They gotta change the game. Make the the holes smaller, <laughs> farther apart. Further apart. <laughs> uh, live like from Studio Six B on a uh, Tuesday night on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Nineteen past the hour. Paul's gonna do some news here in a second. So let me just take a second here before we do some news to thank the great Raheem Kassam from the National Pulse. Um, the website, The National Pulse, and the show, National Pulse, here on Real America's Voice, 3 to 4 o'clock. He called me today and said, hey, do you want to sit in on the hour? And I, I thought he had the wrong number at first because I'm like, well, you can't be asking me. Why would you want me to sit in for the hour? But no, he did, and I did. And um, hopefully it didn't embarrass him. But no, he was great. He let me on the show for the whole hour. We talked about this deal with John Solomon. We talked about Joe Biden and Pledge of We talked about a lot of great stuff. And it was great to be on. Raheem is, uh, well, first of all, he's much smarter than me. Number two, he sounds obviously much smarter than everybody because of the English just, accent. Yeah, accent. Just, well, every, yeah, that's what I was hoping you'd, you'd co- take out of this is that all of a sudden Damon shows up for the show going, hello, gentlemen, welcome to uh, uh, Real America's Voice. This is yeah. uh, live from Studio 6B. Yeah. Uh, he sounds so, well. He is smart, I mean, but he sounds so smart. <laughs> so it's hard to keep up. But uh, he was great. He was gracious and great, and he let me stay the whole hour. Did he understand what you were saying half the time? Because you no, know, you of speak uh, Long Island English. No, he wasn't paying nah. too much attention. He was like, "This guy's an idiot." <laughs> Send him back to eight o'clock. So, no, that was great. So I want to thank him, and um, again, congratulations to Real America's Voice on the announcement today. So. Uh, good things coming. All right, let's do some news here at uh, 20 past the hour with Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Well, you know, um, we always talk about, you know, this stuff should be mainstream news. Mm-hmm. Well, the Trump administration awards over $100 million in grants to combat human trafficking. As part of the continued fight against human trafficking, the Trump administration on Monday announced that it awarded $100 million in grants and funds to services, programs, uh, all tackling what is described as modern-day slavery, uh, provide assistance to trafficking victims all across the United States. The, the, the DOJ grants were also uh, announced by uh, William Barr and uh, President's advisor Ivanka Trump. So, uh, Trump, not Trump, Trump. Uh, this comes after the DOJ announced uh, more than $35 million in housing grants as part, to provide safe and stable housing to human trafficking survivors. The uh, housing grants are part of $100 million that was awarded by the administration. And they, they had said that uh, almost 25 million people around the world and in the United States, both adults and children, are trapped in some form of human trafficking. And that's according to the White House's numbers, which is really crazy when you think about it. And I, and I had read another reports. It's, it's a $50 billion a year black market, $50 billion with a B. Crazy. So... Uh, one of the things, I, I don't know what the Q thing is. I, I really don't. I, I, I try to understand it completely. But every time I read about it in the mainstream, they say it's this conspiracy theory about President Trump is trying to save children from an evil cabal of traffickers. But, you know, we keep seeing these stories, right? Like this, yeah. is, this, this is the lead story I sort of, you know, wanted to do yesterday was 35 missing children and uh, and endangered uh, were recovered across the Ohio area over the past month, part of Operation Safety Net. And uh, we're talking about, uh, according to the marshals, the agency was referred to 40 cases of missing or endangered 
uh, children uh, between the age of 13 and 18. In early September, the U.S. Marshals recovered eight missing children, arrested one adult in the Indianapolis area. And last month, authorities said they rescued 26 children and confirmed the safety of 13 other kids that have been reported missing in, in Georgia. And these cases are everywhere. I mean, we're seeing big bus in Hungary. We're seeing bus nope. in the Ukraine. We're seeing bus all across the world. So I just really don't understand uh, why this uh, Q thing is so vilified so much by the mainstream media. And if people out there have any articles on what Q really is, please share it on our social media because I truly don't understand it. I believe um, that Tim Tebow is part of this whole movement against child trafficking and I saw I jumped to it to I jumped into it in the middle but I have to man he is passionate about this and I I only caught it in the middle wait, so I don't wait, know wait, his... wait 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 you talking about that animal who took a knee <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. he yeah, took a the... knee yeah he Ugh. took a knee oh not for those to reasons pray to the lord right yes. my bad my yeah, bad that's not allowed that's that's not allowed no can't do um, that but Tim Tebow is definitely involved with this, and I saw him speaking in front of—I don't know if it, honestly, I don't. All I saw was him, so I don't know if it was in front of Congress. I don't know if it where it was, but man, the little that I saw, he was talking about, it and he said, "Listen, I'm in. I'm in for this fight, and and you can tell by my voice, I'm passionate about this, and I'm in this, and um, it's something that's." near and dear to him and so i mean good for tim t Te- by the way tim tebow everything i've ever seen the guy do <laughs> wonderful kid yeah he's yeah. been first class first class what a wonderful human being if that yeah. was your kid you, could you be more proud yeah he is everything that's good in human nature and we talk about sports figures who can use their platform and tim tebow was a great college quarterback best maybe florida ever had and uh it was okay i mean you know had a longer career in the nfl than most gave him credit to be able to have that's what i use with guys like him when i talk about football the analytics don't cover it but i i say there's a thing called manalytics he's a man he leads people guys follow him because he right. would give it all for them there's no way to quantify yeah. your heart and soul yeah yeah and um i mean he is using his stature and platform and and, and notoriety and look what he's done so far with it I mean, you can't point to one thing he's done that you say, well, what, what's he do? I mean, everything is just, I mean, that kid's got it together. Remember he was crucified for saying something to the effect of he didn't believe in sex before marriage? Yeah. And yeah. They, they crucified him yep. for that too. I mm-hmm. remember that. I mean, this is a young man who has beliefs and he wants to follow, you know, the Bible because it's something important to him. And he was vilified for just being decent. You know, it's the yeah, world for having down. beliefs and, and convictions and, you know, morals and say, you know what, this is the way I'm going to lead my life. Oh, what, what a loser. They would attack him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Um, all right. What else is going on in the news here, Paul? We well, only got I about a minute. You got anything quick? Yeah, no. No? Not really. I, right. I have a lot of big stories. Well, I have this one you sent me two days ago about... Well, no, hold it. Well, because we only got a, we only have a 40 seconds here. So uh, live from Studio 6B, we got, I got some things to do here. I got a great article by Jenna Ellis, who was on this show a few weeks ago, president's attorney. She wrote it. It's in Newsweek. It says, save our American system. So I want to get to that. And uh, we'll keep dipping into the president. Lots more news. I got a great crazy town today. Uh, lots to do. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in.
live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night on Real America's Voice. On the day that Real America's Voice announces a partnership with John Solomon and Justin News. Justin News will act as our, our news uh, wing of the um, TV department. And they'll also produce three new shows, four new shows, including Mr. Solomon himself, who will do a Sunday morning show at some point. Carrie Sheffield, David Brody, Eric Greitens, all with brand new shows right here on Real America's Voice. Most of them, I believe, will be daily. A couple of them may be weekly, but I think most of them are daily. I know Carrie Sheffield will be doing a morning show, I believe 9 to 10, somewhere around there. Um, I think David Brody will be around 5 o'clock. And I'm not sure what former Governor Greitens' show is going to be, but it's, they're all going to be great. That's, what you, that's the one thing you know for sure. And uh, as Real America's Voice continues to grow and grow and grow, and it's just a, another new place where people are consuming media the way they want to consume it, how they want to consume it, where they want to consume it. People are sick of spending $300 a month on some big cable bill when they have time to watch one show. They don't want to do it anymore. They want to get a Roku or an Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, all of these OTTs, phones, tablets, apps and they want to just watch a la carte when they, what they want to watch it's crazy when you think about it right there's so much content out there you got one head and one face you can watch <laughs> one thing at a time but everything that we see on the mainstream is just lying to you it's always just a little bit of truth and a ton of lies and all you're trying to do is figure out why are they telling me this what's their angle i mean it's it's non-stop you you people are just fed up with it yeah i mean how do you think a um just a hardworking American family feels. And, uh, you know, you're going to work, trying to pay the bills, trying to survive, even before the coronavirus, just trying to get by, as most of us do. And uh, you come home, and if you're lucky enough to have dinner with everybody around the family, which most families even can't do that. But then you turn on the, the TV, and if you're so inclined, and you have no standards, and you turn on CNN... <laughs> Let's say it's 10 o'clock. How do you think you feel with Don Lemon, who has one of the, as Raheem pointed this out today, here's Don Lemon with one of the quintessential jobs in the world. He gets to sit on TV at 10 o'clock on a huge network. I mean, say what you will about it, but it's still one of the big, the big three. And he gets paid millions of dollars. A lie. In a... In a, yeah, yes, in a country <laughs> that has provided so much to him and so much opportunity for him to end up where he is and doing what he's doing. And good for him. He's there. He got there through his talent or through some whatever. However he got there, he got there. He's Cast got the job. couch. Right. Well, whatever. No, I'm kidding. And, um, <laughs> but he's, he's there. He's on two hours a night, I believe, or an hour a night on CNN. Here's Don Lemon last night. So how do you think a regular, hardworking American um, wants to turn on the news and then hear this from D. Lemon? Roll that, G. No matter what happens, everybody sticks to the We're going to have team. to blow up the entire system. All right, stop And you know what we're going to have stop. to do? Stop it. Stop it. We're going to have to blow up the whole system. Now, that sounds like what? Who? That sounds, that sounds like, like Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter? Yep. AOC. That sounds like uh, uh, Antifa? Antifa. Mal. Yeah. All the screaming liberals who are complaining about every single thing, and especially if Donald Trump decides he's going to actually do his job, as he's been doing for almost four years, and 
nominate a pick for the Supreme Court. What kind of language is that from Don Lemon, from D. Lemon? What, and, and how just, um, I don't know what the word is, just easy he throws it out there. Right. Well, you know, we're just going to have to blow up. This. That sounds like the Black Lives Matter guy who went on with Martha McCallum and said, if we don't get what we want, we're going to burn it down. Yeah. You're playing with fire. Oh, that's a threat, is it? Hmm. My question is uh, to Don Lemon, uh, what do you mean by we? Who's we? Define we. Because it's funny to hear somebody like this who's leading a privileged life. He's got the cushy job making millions of dollars a year. And he's talking about burning something down. But I doubt he even knows how to strike a match and light it. So what, what do you mean by we, Don Lemon? What is we? Who is we? Please tell us. Yeah. I know he can't answer us because he's not listening, but yeah. But that's my question because that the, these proclamations by these you know liberal elitists who, who 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 sip lattes in their limousines while they go from party to party and lecture the rest of the country on how we should be living. Please explain we in this scenario. Yeah, start that over, G, from the beginning. Here's Don Lemon. No matter what happens, everybody sticks. We're going to have to blow up the entire system. And you know what we're going to have to do? No, I don't know. You know what we're going to yes, yeah. we're going to have to do? You just got to Honestly, from what your closing argument is, you're going to have to get rid of the Electoral College. Oh, because the people, stop it. I don't see oh, it. Oh, so that's, okay. So now we know we have to get rid of the Electoral College. Don Lemon doesn't even know, probably understand why the Electoral College is as brilliant and was as brilliant at the time when the founders thought about it. In equal representation, so that so that these things weren't decided in California and New York, right. right? And why it is the way it is and how it works. Oh no, just just get rid of it. Hey, by the way, do you know Donald Trump and uh, Mitch McConnell are the ones that don't like norms? They don't like institutional norms. Hey, let's get rid of the electoral college. <laughs> let's blow it all up. Oh, really, Don? <laughs> How are those are those institutional norms? Is that what is that is that is that norm? Uh, it's funny. Crackpot. That's what we have At talking least, to us every night on Cuomo TV. Cuomo tried to be a little reasonable there, and he still pushed back. Lemon. Cuomo goes, I don't know about that. Yeah, he's like, yeah, we do. Well, okay, so let's pick it up. Listen to listen to uh, Cuomo try to be reasonable here, and listen listen to the rest of it. Go ahead. Uh, because the, the minority in this country decides who the judges are and they decide who the president is. is well, you that, need a is constitutional amendment to do that. And if Democrats, if Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the courts and okay, they stop. can do that amendment. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Here we go. Democrats can stack the courts. What kind of talk is this? This is supposed to be a, this is supposed to be a news guy. This, has this guy said this is an opinion show like Hannity yet? At least Hannity, you know where he's coming from. Right. No, Don Lemon, this is Don Lemon tonight. This is the news. I'm reporting the news. Listen to this guy. Blow up the system. Get rid of the Electoral College. Pack the courts. Yep. I mean, who does this guy sound like? These are all the liberal talking points you hear from the, uh, the wackos in the squad. Listen, it's really right out of the Weather Underground Mao playbook. It's exactly what this is. Oh, Dame, uh, don't you know, Joe Biden's up six, though. <laughs> really? White suburban college-educated mothers in the suburbs. No, they want to listen to Don Lemon. They think this is a good idea? Really? Go ahead, G. They can get it passed. Well, you that's need two-thirds vote in the Congress and three-quarters of the state legislature. They may be able to do that. Maybe.
<laughs> this is this is um this is nightly TV right now. You know you know what's funny about the end of that clip right there is that Cuomo educated him with, with something that he didn't realize that you need three quarters of the states of the leg, the state legislators to go along with this. He had no idea and, and doesn't realize what a her, her, um. Herculean, whatever the freaking word, Herculean, yeah. Herculean task Herculean. Yeah. of putting that coalition together would be. He thinks, well, if they just win the election, they can just do it. It's not magic, dumb lemon. Yeah, it's not totalitarian. It's, it's something that takes a lot of work, a lot of time, and you gotta you gotta lie and cheat and steal and fool a lot of people. And I'm sorry, but we're on to it. So it's never gonna happen. Well, we need we need to make sure enough people are on to it. And I keep sounding the bell. About little Dick Durbin and Schmucky Schumer and all of them and what they're, and, and and then the media regurgitating it like Don Lemon. Yep. And um, but in AOC, listen to what they're telling you, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna get rid of the filibuster. We're gonna pack the courts. We're gonna ex- we're gonna expand the number of senators. Yeah, we're, we're going to take your Second Amendment. We're gonna take the First Amendment. Yep. And while we're at it, try on this gray jumpsuit and get in line. It's unbelievable. These guys are crazy. They're railing about the president and Mitch McConnell and the Republicans. And there's no argument to be made that what they're doing. Well, here's how you know. Mitt Romney is going to go along with it. Now you know there's no argument to be made. If that fool's going along, (laughs) there's no argument for what they're doing is somehow out of the norm. I, re- I read you Dan McLaughlin from National Review yesterday. 29 times in an election year this has happened. But it's her dying wish. <laughs> the dying clause. And yeah. the, I still can't find that in the Constitution. I can't find the it's dying clause. It's her dying wish. It was not her dying wish. Well, you know what's really funny, too, about uh, uh, to kill Trump. Dumb Lemon is the fact that if you Google him and a conversation he had with, um, what do you call it, the actor? Um, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Google that, watch that, and Morgan Freeman gets it because he's like, well, don't you feel? He's like, no. He's, he's like, he points to him. He points to Don Lemon and says, you and I are, the, are, are, are proof that this is not a racist country. And there's no way that they, they, those guys could be where they are if what they try to keep selling us about our systemic racist country was actually true. It's actually false because they're the living proof. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you just, I don't know. I mean, you gotta, you gotta pay attention here. So if those of you who haven't seen this, I don't think I played this cut 11 G so that was Don Lemon. Here's Chuck Schumer. Here's the leader uh, of the Democrats in the Senate. Listen to this. Roll it. All I've said is our first job is to get the majority back and everything is on the table. But it was everything is on the table. We are going to look at how we can produce change. Okay. Everything's on. Now, is it Chuck Schumer's job to tell us? What's on the table? I thought the Constitution uh, told us what's on the table. Chuck Schumer doesn't tell us what's on the table. Everything's on the table. Again, just a direct threat to Republicans, to you, to anybody who supports the president and him actually doing his job. And I've got other videos of Joe Biden and every phony, empty suit, gold-plated, phony Democrat talking about this issue. 
there's no argument here to be made. This is not this is nothing but threatening you with saying if you do this, we're going to burn the system down. And you're not only hearing it from Black Lives Matter and Antifa, you're hearing it from Chuck Schumer, AOC, but interestingly enough, you know who you're not hearing it as much from? Joe Biden. And I'll tell you why. Because he knows this is a losing issue. Talking about packing the courts. It's a losing issue. He's been asked about it multiple times and he has refused to answer it. Now, the reasons he gives that he's not going to answer it are laughable. And I have one of them. I'll show you tonight. But if you thought this was a winning issue... Well, no, remember he swapped over to make America great again. Didn't he start saying that? Oh, yeah, by American. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a big nationalist back, now. Yeah. It's not a, glo- not a global. China, I hate that. I don't know. They're great. So um, <laughs> make America really great again. <laughs> Crazy town. Paying, country loving, constitution loving, declaration of independence loving. Um, oh, doesn't that make you a racist? Isn't that the new definition of racist? Well, it might, but yeah. every one of you better understand the attack that you're under. Like never before, that the Democrats are trying to replace the constitution with their party. Make no mistake about it. And what they're outwardly telling us they want to do. Yeah, reimagine the United States. That's exactly right. As the CCP. That may be a little strong, but it's it's not far off. (laughs) Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Real real America's voice, not that far off. Uh, I guess I was a little cranky last night. (laughs) Uh, Real America's voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. And, of course, night number seven on Comcast in Chicago, channel 113, and I'm excited about that. Although I believe of the seven nights we've been on in Comcast, I think six of them, <laughs> the president's had a rally. So Chicago hasn't exactly had a chance to uh, warm up to us yet. But some people have because we've seen them in the social media. That's really the way to watch the show is to double screen it. Watch the uh, network when we're on and then... Have your phone or tablet out on Facebook so you can comment and... Yeah, make fun of us. Make fun of us, yell and scream at us, tell us, you know, whatever. So that's the way to do it. Hey, speaking of that, Chuck Rand loves the show and uh, he's off to buy some stuff. Oh, to, very good. Go Chuck. Okay, thank you for the support. 6pshirts.com if you want your Crazy Town mask or you want your Crazy Town shirt or if you want your Joe Biden, you know, the thing shirt, the Constitution uh, Declaration, you know, the, the, the thing. That's a bestseller. And the live from Studio 6B, the regular just 6B shirt's a bestseller. And the mugs are now starting to sell. Did you know that? Like I got my uh, my Crazy Town mug right here. This is, hold on a second. Oh, it's nice. 
Oh. Uh, you mean there's actual liquid in it? It tastes pretty good coming out of it, too, by the way. So Does it right. come with the liquid? Or? No, it doesn't come with the liquid. So yeah. All right, let's do some sports here. And uh, here with that is uh, Rick Amorati, Johnny Depp, uh, lookalike Rick yeah. Amorati. What's going on, pal? Hey, Big D. Well, no rodeo reports tonight, unfortunately. We'll oh. get to that towards the weekend. All but, right, let's um, do some more news here. With Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Out in Oregon, there was a major, <laughs> of, I don't yeah, know, well, Oregon and, and, NFL, Damon's no fans lingering, not even outside the stadium. Uh, Monday night football final, a little bit of an upset there last night. The Las Vegas Raiders over the New Orleans Saints, 34-24, led by Derek Carr's 28 for 38, three touchdowns and 282 yards passing. The Raiders, who moved from Oakland last year to Vegas, uh, are in the New Allegiance Stadium where they christened it last night with a big win over Drew Brees. So congratulations to the Raiders, who are started off, off very hot. They're, off, they're 2-0. Um, and uh, some news in the NFL today. The Broncos, Vic uh, Fangio, Seahawks, uh, Pete Carroll, and 49ers Kyle Shanahan, all head coaches, were each fined $100,000 for mask noncompliance. They did not wear their masks on the sideline, or they pulled them down a little bit below their nose. NFL police got right on it. Not only were they each fined hundred grand personally, it each was shot team... and executed two hours later. <laughs> Just about. Each team was filed, uh, fined a quarter of a million dollars. Just ridiculous. Oh my God. You mean from the NFL that doesn't exist without the owners giving them money to exist that i NFL? guess this is a way to make up revenue for the nfl <laughs> i mean what did they have it pulled down for two seconds to argue a call or something what what is the oh whatever yeah. no it, just make yeah. my hair hurt here to talk about this but i mean it, it's ridiculous it's unbelievable. i mean it, it's very difficult to call plays with that mask on you know you're trying to yell to your plays as they're heading onto the field it's just it's crazy but anyways, An- to- andy reed has got it right by the way get rid of the cloth mask and just put the uh Put the glass. He dumped the blast just shield. Just put the glass thing on. That's what you got to do. He said he couldn't see a thing out of that blast shield. Oh, he got rid of it. Yeah, he was yelling. His spit was speckling all <laughs> over the inside of it. So no. All right. Well, those that. things need windshield wipers. That's the problem with those things. Yeah. Um, so here's a here's a great story. I really enjoyed this story, and I want to thank one of my followers. I'm up to 46 now. Look out, guys, on Twitter. I'm making a move. Uh, I want to thank Maggie <laughs> at Hempify. She's from Texas, and she wanted to make sure I was running this story tonight. UFC fighter Colby Covington says LeBron. LeBron James couldn't last 10 seconds with me after NBA players jumped to the Stars' defense. Uh, Covington, a public supporter of Trump, was called Saturday night by the president during a post-match interview to congratulate him. He said, uh, the president said, I'm proud of you, man. He says, Trump went on to say, I'm a big fan and I'm proud of you. You are tough. You have the right spirit. Uh, well, the trash talking began after Covington beat Woodley in five rounds by way of a TKO. Covington took to Twitter on Monday to say that the Los Angeles Lakers star couldn't last 10 seconds with me after several NBA players took aim at him on social media after calling James a spineless coward after his fight with Tyron Woodley. Um, and what uh, Covington said was, I want to dedicate this fight to all the first responders, all the military out there. He said, this, this world would not be safe without you guys. You keep us safe and not these woke athletes. I'm sick of these spineless cowards like LeBron James. Well, that was it. The Twitter exploded. Kevin Durant was asking, who's this again? And uh, while James himself didn't respond, the other players did jump to his defense. So uh, Covington kind of closed it all up with a, a laugh out loud tweet. He said, LOL, at the snowflakes that believe at King James. James could even last 10 seconds with me. If that coward has the B, 
ends with an S. Oh, fine, Rick. We don't need this kind of language. <laughs> or the ability to kick anyone's. He says Delonte West would have lost his team long before his meth habit. And that was uh, in response to a uh, rumor of uh, LeBron James's mom and uh, good old uh, former NBA Cavalier. I'm fine, fine. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Okay. <laughs> he was, he kind was, of reporting is this. I just, I don't know. He was spelling it out like we're dogs and we don't want to know that, oh, you're going to take us for a walk at W-A-L. Yeah, no, we know what you're getting to. Gotcha. I love, All right. Colby, I love Covington, by the way. He's uh, he's great. And I saw the, the post-game, post-game, the post-fight Fight. interview where the president called and he was on air and he said and he looked at the phone and he said oh potus is calling me and he took the headphone off and it happened live on air yeah yeah and i don't cool. i don't know if the president knew he uh, knew but i was thinking oh man this is a hot mic moment that's gonna go to, this is this is what's gonna this is it right here he's gonna he's gonna throw it all talking to a ufc fighter but well, no it was good yeah yep. well the female reporter actually told him like are you gonna tell the president you're live <laughs> yeah, on the air yeah yeah, and he never and so, did. No. Yeah, but it was no, it was good. It was a good moment. Good for him. Yeah, and, and proof positive, you know, the president loves sports. So um, I'm glad I have somebody in my corner. And last but not least, um, for this segment, NHL action in Edmonton, uh, the Stanley Cup Finals game two uh, last night, the best of seven series. Tampa Lightning was up three nothing, but Dallas came roaring back to make a real close three to two final uh, with game three tomorrow night. Series tied one one. So looks like that might be a seven game series, Mr. Nolan. I, don't know. I hope so. I'm I'm rooting for uh, I'm rooting for. Tampa Bay. Yeah. I want to see the team that knocked us off win it all. Okay. Uh, Kevin Corcoran says NBA ratings are down 45%. Have you heard that, Rick? Yeah. I have not heard that. And I want to thank Kevin Corcoran because he followed me tonight. So thanks for following me on Twitter. And that's a great point. Yeah. I I have not heard that. I'll look into that, Kevin. Thank you. Kevin's on his sports, even though I know he's mad at sports. Which kind of leads me into the story here. Yeah, go ahead. So the Emmys have hit their lowest viewership ever (laughs) once again. As per the Nielsen's on Sunday night, the award telecast averaged a 1.2 rating in adults, 18 to 49, and a total of 6 million viewers. That drop-off is approximately 12% from last year's record drop-off. It was 25% below the previous year. So, uh, and... The, the, they, they had an excuse. Variety said, well, it should be noted, the Emmys faced even stiffer competition than usual on Sunday night. Oh, it was, yeah. It was against uh, NBC's Sunday Night Football and the NBA playoffs. And which, Cartoon Network. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, speaking of that, I, somewhere in the story says, yeah, the, uh, the Big Brother got a 1.2 rating in the same time, and Love Island got a 1. So, <laughs> whatever those, you know. <laughs> But, you know, the Emmys. To me, all the NFL Sunday Night Football is usually 25, 30 million viewers. Yeah. Last week, Seahawks, New England, great game, by the way. Yep. I mean, outstanding game. 12.2 million viewers. I mean, yeah. wow. that's nothing. 50%. Yeah. Not good. The Emmys, um, not good. Red wave landslide <laughs> if it wasn't. Ever. I mean, this is all you need to know. So well, go it's, to certainly, your... it's certainly one barometer. And um, as we like to say here, Paul, get get woke and go broke. Go broke. All right, live from Studio 6B, good first hour. Social media, hang with us here. We'll dip in and listen to the present. Looks like he may be wrapping up. And um, good hour, too. Crazy Town coming up.
Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Tuesday night. Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240. Of course, all social media. Facebook, Twitter, at LFS6B. Instagram, at LFS6B Show. YouTube, um, slash uh, Live from Studio 6B Show, all spelled out. So thanks for following us everywhere on social media. Hey, G, someone, the, um, I try to see somebody request stuff every night on the social media feed that they want to see, and I try to accommodate every night. And someone just said, I want to see, is that English from last night? Or is this English? You think I'd know the name of my own damn segment. Um, episode three, is this English from last night? Roll it. I pledge allegiance to the United States of America, one nation, indivisible, under God, for real. Come on, man. <laughs> just the only thing missing was come uh, on, man, yeah. for real. Who ends? <laughs> his, that, that takes him back to his rap conversation <laughs> where he was talking, well, what's your favorite song? Well, you know, I really yeah. can't tell you. I like well, I listen to a lot of hip hop, you yeah. know. Oh, what's the one that gets you going? What's the what's the one you played, Joe, before you go on stage? Oh, you know, I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't say. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the best. It's, uh, you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. By uh, Johnny Rivers. <laughs> okay, Johnny Joe. Rivers. Pledge, come on, man. Get real. Oh. For real. <laughs> All right, it's time now for one of my new favorite segments here on the show, and that is, of course, Rick Delgado with What Even Is That? All right, gentlemen, court is now in session. And for my opening statement, if it would please the ladies and gentlemen of the viewing audience, I would like to tell you what I discovered this weekend. Oh, for real? Well, Get, for real, for real, for real. <laughs> Believe it or not, I found out how many constitutional scholars I'm friends with on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would have guessed at the numerical anomaly of such a thing, right? I yeah. mean, what even is that? I admit, I'm not the most learned guy out there, but I did go to college and I can read and do math, tie my own shoes, occasionally cut my own meat, so I'm good there. But man, oh man, who would have thunk? That going to, I don't know, a medium-sized high school on Long Island would be the key to access so many constitutional geniuses. <laughs> it's almost not fair to have my fingertips with such brain power at the, at the tips of them <laughs> that these people possess, yet somehow they let their D.C. high court knowledge direct them into a career of, I don't know, home inspection and pet sitting. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I digress. Let's get to the case at hand, yeah. shall we? All right. Uh, we're talking about the Supreme Court. Okay. Now I would like to introduce into evidence as Exhibit A, the Constitution, huh. written and signed in September uh, uh, September seventeenth in seventeen eighty seven, this document already has the rules written out that we are to follow, and you would think that would be the end of it, right? But uh, no, as Democrats have shown us, you can't handle the truth, <laughs> right? So they throw themselves at the mercy of the American people, claiming the moral high ground, but don't let their temper tantrums distract you from the actual law and rules. Your Honor, I object. Oh, you can object all you want. 
But just because you're, I don't know, emotional and your feel feels are all raw, that doesn't make you right or righteous. Yeah. You see, the Constitution states in Article 2, Section 2, Clause 2, that, and the text is clear. The president shall nominate and by and with the advice and consent of the Senate shall appoint judges of the Supreme Court, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know the thing. <laughs> For real. Now... Amongst the loudest screams that are coming are those that keep quoting Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham about what they said back in 2016. Well, yeah. I guess if you're, if it was devastating to my case, I guess I would move to strike that from the record. But then I remembered this. Who cares? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, what a politician said in 2016 or 1916 for that, for that matter. Look. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on a little secret here. I'm going to remove the fourth wall, okay? Uh, you might want to earmuff the uh, pansy liberals in your house for this one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Politicians lie. What? <laughs> no way. No. Yeah. No. Stop. I know, right? Get out of here. Uh, or did we forget about this? If you like your doctor, <laughs> you will be able to keep your doctor. Oh, sure. Period. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. If you like your health care plan, yeah. you will be able to keep your health care plan. Uh, sure. Period. That's right. And that is called political expediency. And when there's a vote to win or a camera shoved in their face, <laughs> these people will say anything to win or look good. Yeah. Period. I don't, I don't carry any illusions about either side either, especially when you're talking about people like that dumb Chuck Schumer and Lindsey Graham. As for the passing of Justice Ginsburg, it's sad, but not wholly unexpected. And just so we're clear, let the record show, ladies and gentlemen of the viewing audience, that there is no dying wish clause in the Constitution. How do I know? Not only did Damon check, but I checked as well. Yes, correct. I mean, what's the matter with you social media liberal lefty aficionados? Didn't teach you that in law school either? No, probably not. Yeah, no. So in conclusion, as we careen down this path of Senate confirmation for a Third, yes, third, Supreme Court justice pick of President Donald J. Trump. Let's hope the Democrats cease and desist this fiery language and open threats they're making and encouraging and focus not on what's right for the focus only what's right for the country, but the rights also of the office granted to this American president. Hold it! Hold it! <laughs> I just completed my opening statement! <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Well done. All right, Rick Delgado. Oh, well done. With what even is that? It's one of my favorite ones, I think, ever. Thank you. Nailed it. Good job. Oh, man. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If you so, can keep your doctor, if you want, <laughs> please. My only Facebook argument about that sounded like this. Ha ha. <laughs> ha ha. Well, yeah, you know, I've talked about this. I thought, you know, old Vin used to sit here next to me, and I thought he had a Facebook problem getting into it with people. But Paul's, uh, I've given up. I, I got a better platform here. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, that's what I, you know. See, Paul, see, Paul, see, he sees the light. I used to say that. I'm like, you've got two hours a night to rail about whatever you want to rail about with these people. Yep. If you want to call them out personally, do that too. I'm all for that. That's fine. My boy Brian Bott says Scalia's dying wish was two terms for Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's another good one. I, I don't him. remember anybody asking about that back I then. I love that guy. So, yeah, me too. Uh, well, everybody's saying, well done, Rick D. That was, that a, was, that was, a, uh, nice that was a great one. So, And, and, and you know what? It's so many great um, movies that have great like court clips like that. There was so much from 
my cousin Vinny, and of course, and Justice for All, which I haven't seen in years. I, I got to rewatch that because Pacino is. I mean, that, that scene was is at, at the best. end of the movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Looks like the president wrapped up in Pennsylvania. So um, a couple things let's get to. So as I said, Joe Biden is not answering questions about this. Well, one of the many things that we're getting threatened with by the um, the Democratic Party, Chuck Schumer, AOC, um, that crackpot Maisie Hirono, who I'll play here as well. But Joe Biden's being asked about some of the things that they're spewing and he's not answering and I think the reason is they've probably looked at it, polled it, um, turned it inside out and upside down and said, this is a losing issue for us. So let's make the candidate kind of just be very, well, kind of like he is with everything else, vanilla, and uh, not speak in coherent sentences about it, or at least not give any answers. <laughs> he won't certainly won't be asked any damn questions from the media, that's for sure. Well, he doesn't speak in coherent sentences about anything. Well, so. that's correct. So so here's a couple times he was asked. Let's go first cut 10G. Here's Biden being asked about packing the courts. And now just listen to his reasoning here on why he won't. The first one is la- laughable. Like, literally, I laughed out loud. Roll that. And who's on that list? It is my first choice. I have a number of people on that list, but it is inappropriate for me to name that list for three reasons. As a constitutional matter, you should not be, because some of these people are on the court. If I name the list, it puts them in a very difficult position, because then any judgment they make about how they rule will be put in in limbo. That is, did they make that judgment because they're on the list? Number one. (laughs) Number two. Stop. Is that English? (laughs) What the, is that English? <laughs> What's that? He starts by from from a constant. <laughs> this is from a constitutional standpoint. What? I can't tell you who's on my supreme because they're well. I mean, I guess you could go back. Has there ever been a Supreme Court justice nominated who wasn't already on some bench? He says, "Well, no, they're they're on the bench," as if. Being nominated is going to affect the way they decide cases. Well, then, hey, Joe, attention. They shouldn't be on the list if that's going to affect the way they, dis- they, they adjudicate cases. He says, oh, I can't give you the list from a constitutional standpoint because if I do, everything they do is going to – I mean, I don't even know what, <laughs> what is that. What even is that? Right. <laughs> well, you know what that is that's too, gibberish. as well is is that's what you want to see. You want to see how they adjudicated cases, what they came up with, what what they wrote about in their opinions about what what was presented to them, because that gives you a basis as to say, okay, is this person actually interpreting the law the way it's supposed to be done, or are they just kind of you know kind of flying by the seat of their pants? All right, so let's roll that back, G. Let's start that one more time from the beginning. So here's Biden on why he won't give us a list. Go ahead. And who's on that list? It is my first choice. I have a number of people on that list, but it is inappropriate for me to name that list for three reasons. As a constitutional matter, you should not be, because some of these people are on the court, if I name the list, it puts them in a very difficult position because then any judgment they make about how they rule will be put in, in limbo. That is, did they make that judgment because they're on the list? Number one. Number two. Okay. It will allow them to be the target of all the vitriol or all the examination 
that occurs between now and the end of January without any way to defend themselves. All right, stop and it. Number three. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's not saying we wouldn't. We wouldn't want that to happen. Vitriol. That with vitriol because, <laughs> well, I mean, let's go to Judge Kavanaugh and ask him about that. I'm sure he could smooth things over for everybody and tell tell everybody how easy it is to go through the process and not get any. We wouldn't want any vitriol to a um, to saying I'm going to nominate someone for the court. I'm going to nominate someone for the court. <sighs> and then he, going back to the first answer, he said there is something about being in limbo. Their, their judgments are going to be put into limbo. Oh, you didn't know about that? That's an actual <laughs> term in the court. It's called uh, limbo. Oh, did you they rule, bring, on, yeah, did they you bring rule on that case? Oh, Joe Biden just said you're going to be on the Supreme Court. Put it in limbo. <laughs> yeah, they play some music. They bring out a stick, and you got to you know kind of defend your points. Meanwhile, when you think about the president in 2016, one of the main reasons, I believe, besides building the wall, securing the border, building up the military, he got elected was because he put the list out and said, I will not pick anyone for the Supreme Court that's not on this list. People had a chance to vet who they were, what their positions might be, will they interpret the Constitution, the text that's written, and this guy is making every excuse why he can't do the exact same thing. It's crazy. And, the, and what he's saying, of course, obviously, duh, makes no sense. It's not even understandable. I don't even know if it is English. It might not be. It might be in tomorrow's segment. <laughs> So Redmond Breakaway Roping Finals in Redmond, Oregon, <laughs> the ladies. Amber Crawford, 8.20 seconds on on the three-head for the, the three-day average. And the Cascade Shootout also in Redmond. All-around cowboy was Curtis Cassidy. <laughs> you know what? They would get better ratings if these cowboys in Oregon were roping Antifa nuts. <laughs> yes. Good idea. <laughs> See, now, I would imagine eight, the ratings for that. I would eight, watch eight. that. <laughs> I would got so him in 6.2, and he yeah. cried in 6.3. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Studio 6B. <laughs> I love that clip. On Tuesday night on Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Uh, speaking of the aforementioned Paul Nolan, man, that was maybe the line of the night. Let's do some news here with uh, with Mr. Nolan. What's going on? I was hoping you were going to start this segment with the Babylon Bee article. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I almost have not time to get to it now. But the Babylon Bee put out breaking news today. Ninth Circuit Court <laughs> overturns death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> they say, okay, uh, that line? Uh, in a landmark ruling, <laughs> the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has overturned the death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> You guys are terrible. In a close decision, the ju- I'm, I'm reading from a, um, what do you mean they're terrible? I'm reading, this is a real article. Yeah. Uh, in a close decision, the judges on the court have ruled RBG's death unconstitutional <laughs> and will block Trump from nominating a replacement. So that's the opening paragraph. For me. So, oh, oh that's great. A trusted source. All right. So let's do now some less. <laughs> in, in, I don't say real news, but let's let's do some news here. 
with uh, Mr. Nolan. What's well, going on? Uh, the uh, Jeffrey Epstein flight logs on his aircraft, including the Lita Express, have been subpoenaed, sparking fear among the rich and famous who party with the pedophile. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. Attorney General of the U.S. Virgin Islands, where the billionaire had it home and said to have carried out many of his horrific crimes, has demanded to see the logs which document the passengers of his aircrafts. The logs include his four helicopters, three planes that span from 1998 till his you know, suicide in prison last year. Lawyers for the victim uh, said the logs released in 2009 did not include uh, the flights with uh, the sh- the uh, chief pilot, Larry Vysosky, who had uh, flown Epstein more than 25 years. Then there's Adam Perry Lang. He's 51. He opened Barbacoa Restaurant with James Olive, Jamie Oliver in London in 2010 and worked for Epstein uh, from 99 to 2003, is now fully cooperating with the FBI investigation into allegations sexual abuse by the depraved billionaire and then it went on to say that uh perry lang holds uh serious information on what took place that will get much detail as possible and will shape any interview that may have uh day with uh with the duke of york who was also involved and this is uh, all at the urging of virginia gufray who really has stood up and fought and she pleaded to uh perry lang she's you know who has been known as a good person and a and a hero to be the hero for her and please step up and uh, and testify so some hopefully some good news there so i remember talking psychos. to you uh and rick about Ghislaine maxwell we talked about that some a good amount of time here on this show and i think i asked both of you if there's a deal to be had. How long was it going to take? I don't remember exactly what you guys said back then. This was probably two, two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the beginning um, of the summer. I feel like we've gotten, we've covered no ground since then. Are we, pre- are we pretty much still, um, where are we with this? Are we ever going to find out what's going on here? You know, one can only hope. You know, I mean, this is to me, I just feel like this is one of the greatest um, weapons of national security to be the, this this is intertwined with so many deep state players. When you think about the big academia, like the the big shots and the presidents of Harvard and Epstein having an office at Harvard and all the reports, like you know, and studies about global warming and all of this globalism is all based on these reports and all the money sent to places like MIT and all these you know big shots from all these schools. It's to me, it's so intertwined with the science community, which then helps sell an agenda which helps sell, you know, vaccines and, you know, alternative fuels. And it's just the whole thing is just so nepotistic and gross to me. And I just feel like if they can, you know, uncover and unravel all this, I just feel like we would get a little bit, you know, get somewhere, you know, and just at least take down the real animals in government, these lifelong politicians who had been there after he was convicted of being a pedophile, for God's sakes. I mean, I don't want to hang out. My buddy got caught jaywalking twice. I'm going to go hang out with a pedophile? Think about how sick that is. So is there any movement? And where is she still? Is she still just where she was in jail? Uh, yeah, I think I believe she's still uh, in, in jail. They haven't moved her or anything, they right? Haven't moved well, her. There's no, uh, there's no news, really. I, I, it's I think almost gone radio silent. Because the guards, if you remember, that were hired to guard her, uh, Maximus Clintonius there, looked very uh, looked similar to Bill and Hillary Clinton, I believe, when we, uh, well, whatever. Uh, no, so no they, movement with her at all, huh? No. Okay. No. And, you know, even like the FBI agent, uh, there was a good story today in the, um, in the Daily Mail, but the uh, guy who did so much work, his name was 
uh, John Robinson. He was he wrote a book. He was an FBI agent who investigated the crimes against the children, and he stumbled upon Hillary Clinton's emails. And you know, there's a story here. I was going to talk about it, but it might be a little too rough for this network. But uh, he just talks about how he's been asked to destroy all the evidence he has. He's been trying his best to get this out, and he keeps being stonewalled. What's on Anthony Weiner's computer, which is I mean, you just got to hope that there's something much bigger at stake here. And, you know. Now, Anthony Weiner's computer has been brought up in the past. I've heard it talked about. And I also saw, and I don't know if this at all ties in. I saw a report that John Durham has been investigating Comey since 2017. Really? Well, he also mentions in this that he had 20 more emails from Comey that Comey testified to. It's it's all interwoven with each other. This is a big deal, and I um I'm I'm concerned it's all going to get shoved under the table. I I'm praying that they let all of this out and and blow up all the animals who have been involved. Okay, I believe Comey has agreed to testify in front of um Ron Johnson or Lindsey Graham's uh, committee as well. Have has he not? I know they, they issued subpoenas, right, for Clapper, Brennan, Comey. Yep. I don't know, you know, any updates as to when that is exactly supposed I to happen. I believe Comey accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, Mueller said, no, I will not. I will not. They didn't subpoena him yet, though, but right. they offered, and he said no. And I don't know about uh, Brennan and the other one, but I believe Comey actually accepted. But, but, if but he's notice- so arrogant, it wouldn't surprise me. He right. thinks he's still untouchable, and he'll just, uh, I'll just out talk my way through it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he's got that that kind of uh, confidence or that yeah. air of arrogance that arrogance. thinks he's going to, you know, oh, it, it, like you said, I'll just talk my way out of it because yes. I'm James Comey, don't you know? Yeah. Have you read my new book here, Saving Justice or right. whatever the hell it's called? And he's but, so but if you embedded. notice, Clapper and Brennan are silent, quiet. They've gone quiet, especially after Brennan was uh, interviewed. Okay. Uh, what else is going on in the news, Paul? Oh, we mentioned that a little bit earlier. Utah Republican, Utah deep state. Rhino phony. <laughs> Rhino Empty phony. Empty gold-plated phony Mitt Romney. I don't but, even know the story, and I know who you're talking about. Yes, he said he would so support a floor vote on uh, the Supreme Court nominee. And, um, gee, can you put the explosion on me with this story? Cause... No, no, we, <laughs> let's, let's talk about it because um, people were surprised. He's trying to save face at this point. I mean, he he's polling so badly everywhere he goes, and he's he's hated on both sides of the aisle because he's, you know, to me he's just as you said, an empty vessel. He's an empty suit, and you know he'll do anything he can to cover his own butt. But at least, well, I mean, I'll at least give credit here where some credits do. At least he looked at this and said, you know, I'm gonna probably didn't want to be on the wrong side of history of taking a chance of adding a um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg-esque liberal judge to the Supreme Court. And now, by the way, let me just say, because I'll put nothing by past Romney, he didn't say, I'm a, I'm a yes vote. He right. said, I'm willing to look at the qualifications right. of the nominee as the president puts up a nominee and the Senate is to advise and consent. And that's everybody's role here. So he said he would at least look at the qualifications and then decide. So is he just buying himself some space yes. here? Absolutely. Well, he's, I don't know. He, he's just a political weather van as well. Yeah. He's saying what he has to say. All right, live from Studio 6B, more news. Crazy Town coming up. More sports. Glad you're in on a Tuesday night on Real America's Voice.
All right, live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice. Tuesday night, 30 minutes past the hour, hour two of the show. Glad you're in. I want to once again congratulate Real America's Voice for the um, partnership with Just the News and John Solomon that they announced today. Huge deal. Great, great new shows, new content, great news. Everything coming your way. So you got to lock it in, man, on Real America's Voice all day long. Steve Bannon and the guys in the morning. Um, Steve Gruber early on, I think 6 o'clock. Steve Carrere after that. Bannon from 10 to 12. But Raheem and Jack Maxey and the guys are great. And then Tudor Dixon and Steve Gruber do America's Voice Live. 1 to 3. Then Raheem 3 to 4. And then you're going to get some new stuff in there between 4 and us at 8. And I think you're going to have stuff after us at 10 too, which I don't think I'm at liberty to talk about yet, but it's coming. So, I mean, come on. It's, this is going to be your spot. Real America's Voice, lock it in. So, all right, let's do Crazy Town, G. This is, uh, oh, man, it doesn't get any better than this. Roll it. And we need Americans <laughs> to f- Stop lying to the people. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Stop lying to the people. Jesus loves you guys. Thank you. Democrats are fighting as hard as we can to protect Americans, but we need America. Oh, man. So let me first congratulate the heckler there for number one heckling old schmucky boy out there. And number two, more importantly, most importantly, being right, calling him out. <laughs> you ain't done SH for no one. Stop lying to the people. You ain't done nothing for the people. Right on the money. And then he says, thank you. The Democrats are working hard. And then he says, bull. <laughs> you know what? And he's right on, right on. So good for him. And, um, and later that guy was arrested and. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say order. that, Paul, because I watched Chuck Schumer there. This is one guy yelling. And isn't it interesting? Could, could you see Chuck Schumer um, on the streets of Portland for a night with all of his voters there? Yeah. Could you see Chuck Schumer up and out in New York City? Why doesn't him, why doesn't Chuck and de Blasio, and why don't they go out with the NYPD one night? And then, then, then come back and tell us how they want to reimagine uh, policing here in, the, um, in New York. They can't do that. They're busy out there with their masks on and their black hoods. This is, <laughs> They're out there already. Yeah. <laughs> 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 As we the Biden teleprompter guy. Uh, play that one more time here. Look, Chuck. Chuck looks like a little worried here about one heckler. Uh, play that, G. And we need Americans <laughs> to f- Stop lying to the people. Wait, Jesus saves. There we go. Jesus saves. Stop lying to the people. Jesus loves you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Democrats are fighting as hard as we can to protect Americans. <laughs> but we need Americans. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. So there you go. He looks like the Green Goblin. Yeah. So, well, there you go. There's Chuck. So. Uh, before we do some more news, let me get to Jenna Ellis here in Newsweek today. She wrote a good piece here called Save Our American System. 
She says, understanding the purpose of the U.S. Constitution is more important in 2020 than any time since its adoption on September 17th, 1787. There have been many fights and struggles in American history, and they have always been fought on ideological grounds. Our Revolutionary War that led to the ratification of the Constitution and our system of government was fought because our founders believed that every human being is made in the image of God and endowed by him with certain unalienable rights. Severe infringement upon our rights necessitated declaring independence and appealing to the highest source of law, the God revealed in the Bible, for the moral uprightness of our revolution. Our founders recognized that rights pre-exist government and that the chief purpose of government is to preserve and protect those rights for the individual. Government does not exist to serve itself. It is a necessary institution to provide civil society with laws designed to enforce justice, restrain evil, and ensure citizens have the best opportunity to exercise their individual freedoms. Importantly, our founders strongly debated what parameters and powers should be given to the civil government, but agreed unanimously on the university of absolute truth and that our individual rights come from God because we are made in his image and have inherent dignity and worth. Our founders agreed that the purpose of government is to protect our individual rights, so the design of our government should achieve this purpose. Today, Americans disagree strongly on the purpose of government. America celebrates Constitution Day every September 17th, but we are dangerously close to throwing out our ideological heritage and design of government in practice. Democrats and leftists have made no secret of the fact that destroying our system of government is exactly what they intend to do. This progressive revolution is not just about the riots and senseless violence or one narrow issue like police reform. It is about transformation of America and an ideological shift away from America's founding principles. It is a physical war on our own soil undergirded by an ideology antithetical um, to our Constitution. Our Constitution established a system of government that is intended to provide the most freedom and liberty to the individual and limit government power to only what is absolute necessary to protect individual rights. The founders, in their wisdom, separated powers into three co-equal federal branches of uh, three levels of power, federal, state, and the individual. In this way, we purposefully limit government's ability to infringe on our freedoms and preserve individual decision-making and opportunity, that is, liberty, within our daily lives. We can decide what's best for ourselves and our families in education, career, faith, and innumerable daily decisions. We can achieve and advance because we have unlimited opportunity ensured by the checks and balances of a government intended to provide true and meaningful justice. America promotes good and restrains evil. This is the design of a moral society intended to provide liberty and justice for all. Our government is intended to function this way. Just like any other complex system, if one attempts to use it for a purpose it's not designed for, it either malfunctions, jams, or is destroyed. Thankfully, the safeguards in our system have frustrated the process of nefarious users who tried to concentrate too much power in one branch or exert their powers in ways the system isn't designed for. 
Our separation of powers, judicial review, and system of federalism have functioned exactly as intended as a logjam for tyranny and barrier to injustice. Now, the progressive users who have been frustrated by the design of the Constitution are seeking to destroy it altogether. Marxism is an ideology completely incomparable, uh, incompatible with America's founding in a Judeo-Christian heritage. Marxist philosophy does not value the individual. In its political and economic ideology for civil society, the individual doesn't exist with inherent rights at all. Socialism's goal is to increase government power, not liberty and justice, protection of rights for the individual. Progressive's goal of destroying our system is shrouded in terms of personal autonomy, designed to appeal to Americans because social Marxists know that Americans actually do value freedom. Unfortunately, we are some of the most self-absorbed people because the individual is so carefully protected in America. Thus, the need for the family and church institutions as the check and balance on the individual. In a civil society, we want to be able to decide for ourselves what we believe and how we live our lives. Thus, it's actually an ideological conflict to value personal autonomy and yet politically be in favor of Democrats' true plan for America. The key is this. When President Trump and conservatives advocate for law and order, originalism in our Constitution against progressive ideas, ideas, we aren't doing it for sake of merely advancing one candidate or party over another. We are striving to save the system and the purpose of our civil government. We are trying to save the design of America because we believe in what the founders did. John Adams famously said our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. This doesn't mean that you have to be a Christian or even religious to benefit from the structure of American government. Adams was talking about understanding the moral design of the system. And she closes by saying, stand for our system of government in America. Celebrate Constitution Day today by voting to preserve it. It is the best system ever created among nations, and we can continue to create a more perfect union instead of intentionally destroying our liberty and with it, true, meaningful justice for all. Great. That was great. Outstanding. And man, I just thought that was perfect. such a great um, description perfect. of the way the system is supposed to work. Not this behemoth, iron-fisted, concentrated, top-down, iron-fisted government that we now have. And we have a Democratic Party who wants to own all the instrumentation of that. Everything. From the courts to the schools to the everything. Medicine. And um, so, I, I mean, I just thought, I mean, Jenna was on the show, obviously. Brilliant. And uh, I thought that was just a fantastic piece. What do yeah, you think, Rick? Especially the part where she was talking about how it malfunctions, it grinds to a halt, that kind of description of it, which is exactly what happened. You know, when they were when they were investigating the Trump campaign, you saw it weaponized, and that, we now see that it got weaponized. And what has happened since? Things have been malfunctioning. You you, you see the the um, the corruption that has been you know, kind of bubbling underneath the Justice Department and the FBI and the CIA, um, all involved here. 
And that's the kind of stuff that is now starting. And, and I think that's why Biden is still running. I heard somebody with this theory today that he, he would have pulled out by now. Um, but they have to keep him running because if, if he can win, he can push all that stuff back down. All his corruption, everything that's tied to his family, things that, are, that have the potential to come out, he can stop if, if he can win. But if not, it, it destroys, this destroys him and, and, and probably most of the Democratic Party. You know, well, my favorite. Go ahead, Paul. No, I was going to say this is a great quote. Um, Oberon Herbert had a great quote. Uh, it was a book called uh, "A Politician in the Sight of Haven." Is this like a hundred years old? And he says, "This is one of the quotes in it." It just reminded me of this: "Is can you not see there are only two creeds in the world possible for men? That there are only two sides on which a man can place himself. Are you for a free world or a world placed under authority? Are you a believer in force?" Or do you take a stand on the fixed and inalienable rights of the individual? It's over a 150-year-old quote. And um, you know, to me, it's, 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 it's been that since day one. It's tyranny or liberty. Live from Studio 6B. We'll link to this on our social sites. A little more sports when we come back. We'll wrap it up. I'll play a clip of somebody who should read this article, and that's Maisie Hirono. What? the antithesis of this article. Every taxpaying, country-loving, constitution-loving, declaration of independence-loving... Oh, doesn't that make you a racist? Isn't that the new definition of racist? Well, it might, but every one of you better understand the attack that you're under. Like never before, the, the Democrats are trying to replace the Constitution with their party. Make no mistake about it. And what they're outwardly telling us they want to do. Yeah, reimagine the United States. That's exactly right. As the CCP. That may be a little strong, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not far off. Live from Studio 6B on Real America's Voice on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Paul's been doing the news. Rick had a great what even is that tonight. Thank you. Um, man, it was one of my favorites. And, and I, from the looks of the comments, it looks like it was a lot of people's favorites. Um, hey, G, before we get to sports, can I just see a cut six uh, one more time, if you don't mind? Ten yeah, states, that. as I said, <laughs> on Friday, I started their early voting the, the day that we lost but, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, we have a responsibility. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. All right, let's do some sports here with uh, Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? Good morning. All right, <laughs> NBA Western Conference Finals, Game 3. Lakers up 2-0. However, Denver leads 44-29 to with 8.53 to go in the second quarter. Nikolai Jokic leads all scores oh, from Denver on. with 11 points. He's, you know, you, you, he can't do baseball, but he can do the CCP-sponsored and baseball's yeah. coming up, Paul. I got baseball. Eastern Conference Finals right now. Uh, the series is 2-1. to one. Miami's up over Boston uh, with Game 4 tomorrow night. 
Major League Baseball, Paul. A couple of games with some, uh, you know, uh, playoff implications. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers beat the Cincinnati Reds tonight 3-2. to two. Right now, the Cubs and the Pirates are tied at 2 in the 8th. Uh, Nationals over the Phillies, 8-7 in the 8th. Yankees are up 7-1 to one in the 7th, looking good. And believe it or not, the Mets are winning 3-1 to one in the 6th. <laughs> so, looking good there. Wow. And, and on the not. other side of Chicago, for our Comcast Chicago people, the White Sox are up 3-2 to two over the Indians. That was in the 10th inning. In fact, that might be over, but the uh, 10th inning last time I had a chance to check. And right. moving over to NASCAR, uh, Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin are going to field a NASCAR team for Bubba Wallace. Uh, Michael Jordan is going to become a NASCAR team owner. Denny Hamlin announced Monday night that he had joined forces with the NBI icon to field a NASCAR team for Bubba Wallace in 20. 20- 21, which is, explains why Wallace left uh, Richard Petty uh, just last week. Uh, MJ said, growing up in North Carolina, my parents would take my brothers, sisters, and me to the races, and I've been a NASCAR fan my whole life. Um, the opportunity to own my own racing team in partnership with my friend Denny Hamlin to have Bubba Wallace driving for us is very exciting to me. Historically, NASCAR has struggled with diversity, and there have been few black owners. The timing seemed perfect as NASCAR is evolving and embracing social change more and more. Okay. Uh, Ham- yeah. Let's hope he does a. Um, let's hope as a car owner, he does better than he did with the NBA team owner, or the car's only going to have probably three wheels on it. <laughs> yeah. Just- <laughs> He didn't have a good run with the NBA, Big D. No. He's, he's still trying. Yeah. Uh, and a little more NFL news. Um, seems to be an issue with the uh, MetLife Stadium turf. Um, and thanks to Mr. Nolan gave me this story earlier today. The San Francisco 49ers have expressed concern over the turf after playing in New Jersey last Sunday. They have to go back this Sunday. Again, same stadium. Same turf, maybe, uh, to play the New York Giants. Um, they lost uh, superstar defensive end Nick Bosa. Also uh, got an ACL tear with Solomon Thomas. And quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo had a high ankle sprain. Uh, and both of their running backs, Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman, also suffered MCL sprains. So we're talking five and, injuries. And Saquon Barkley went down that day. Saquon yeah, Barkley he, he went down he, he different stadium. No, he didn't play. In, he played on the road. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But he yeah, did no play worries. On, no but worries. He, he had. I'm sorry. He had complained yeah. about that turf as well in the past. Yeah. So there's an issue there. The NFLP, uh, the, obviously, the Players Association is looking into it. They've ordered it full inspection. Um, I don't know if they're going to be able to get that that replaced by the uh, Sunday, but we will see. Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, said there's a lot of anxiety going back. And a lot of the players were complaining of stickiness on the turf. A lot of, uh, you know, sticking there, and uh, it just was really uh, uh, trash, so to speak. Um, And uh, uh, actually, one of the Niners linemen tweeted, Eric Armstead, fix this trash MetLife turf. 2020 is so whack. So, you know, I can't blame these players. Uh, And last story, Big D, Mike Tyson can beat Anthony, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury, the former boxer's trainer, uh, claims. Uh, Mike Tyson can still challenge Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury at 54 years old. Um, This is coming from Rafael Cordero, uh, who's training the former world champion to fight Roy Jones in November. He believes he has an absolute opportunity to beat either one of those big guys if and when he gets to meet them. So, I mean, mean, Mike Tyson must have made enough money, right, when he was fighting and— well, he Don King got it all. He yeah. blew it. Other things he's done? No, I mean Robin what, Givens, Don King. What is this talk Don about? Him, got it all. What is this talk about him fighting again? What? What? Uh, Mike, this is like Rocky. You know, he's always a fighter. That's it. That's all he knows. I feel something brewing down here. What are you? Indigestion. I'm gonna win the championship. <laughs> you see. I'm telling you, he's crazy, Tyson. Was I that? Know, but... um, was that your Mike Tyson? Um, was that That's your Mike, Mike Tyson? Uh, yeah. 
Wait, that's not. Wait, what the hell is that? Wait okay. a second. That okay. was I just, want, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure there. So, so. Hey, it talks like Michael Strahan. Same, same voice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, Rick. Thanks. Uh. <laughs> I was going to tell you, Rick, about that. Uh, the thing about the turf. I, there was a study about three or four years ago. I think it was the guys over at uh, San Diego State University did something on the fact that the injuries on turf are almost uh, like 40% higher than they are on natural grass. You would imagine these owners with all the money they have would invest more money in turf, you know, and I, I you know, just eat. keep the grass. And if it's, even if there's dirt in some spots, right. So be it. I mean, these players get so much money. Wouldn't they want to protect them a little bit better? I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked yeah, you would by think. it, to be you honest would think. with you. And, and, and another thing, real, real quick on this injury stuff, because we're seeing it all over the league, right? A lot of these oh, guys are blowing out knees yeah. like crazy. Everywhere. How much of that has to do with not a real preseason? A lot. No, right. you know, no preseason games. They weren't really playing at full speed. And now all of a sudden, everything counts. It was zero to 60. There's a definitely making a case that should definitely. be a couple of preseason yeah. games. Well, definitely. I will say, Rick, that it seems that the audience misses your rodeo update. No rodeo update today. Oh so so I'm going to have it when the rodeos are back up. We're going to keep that. That's that's a lock solid part of my portfolio. That rodeo, I promise Maybe you. You should all. report on the okay. TV show Yellowstone instead. <laughs> we we should get one of those bulls and have him uh, ride, uh, do his report while he's riding a mechanical bull. Okay. I think I should, th- we should budget for a rhinestone cowboy hat for me. Well, as if you don't already have one somewhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're not getting by that here, pal. Uh, any other news, Paul Nolan, before we wrap it up here? I guess just one last story I thought was nice. Uh, the racist president, Donald Trump, and his administration are sending rapid coronavirus tests produced by Abbott Laboratories to every historically black and uh, college and university. Uh, the move was confirmed by the White House uh, task force. Uh, and uh, they said they're going to get every single one, uh, these rapid tests, about 150 million of them. And uh, the, he was quoted, Trump was quoted as saying, we know they've been undeserved historically, undeserved, excuse me, and uh, we want to support them. So I'm leaving the mic up. I'm at that point right now. It's almost 10 o'clock. I'm dozing off. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Okay, well, that's good. I, like, and like you um, jokingly led with there, I'm sure they'll find some way to attack him. That um, He's pandering. Yes, um, but good for him. Well, you know, we'll see. We, 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 we think we know where the African-American vote is going to come in for the president. And uh, Joe Biden better be worried about the Latino vote as well. But uh, no, he's up six, Damon, don't you know? Okay, great. Um, do we have time for Maisie Hirono, G15? All right, play a little of it. What about after the election and going forward? Uh, Joe Biden was asked last night repeatedly if he wins the election, would he favor adding more justices to the Supreme Court, he would not answer that question. Where do you stand on that? This is long overdue court reform as far as I'm concerned, and I've been thinking about court reform and what we can do regarding the Supreme Court to make it so much more objective. And so this is not something that uh, a lot of us have not thought about. But on the other hand, that's after the election. We only have a... a God, get out of here. (laughs) If... (laughs) <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, Gio. Thanks, Fran. Thanks to Real America's Voice. We will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., live from Studio 6B.